Wagwan, ladies and gentlemen, what's happening? It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramcharan, reporting live for duty on this magnificent December 29th in the year of our Lord, 2021. Welcome and bienvenue to Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast. Episode 200, folks. Hallelujah. So if you're new to the show, Jonathan Ramchand, on the podcast, this is a show where I bitch, whine, squawk, bellyache, and kibitz about myself in order to relate to y'all self, y'all the dear listener, y'all the dear viewer. Shared experiences, kindred souls, BFFs forever. <laughs> this show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, my own website, janathan-ramcharan.com. And as always, folks, if you're enjoying the show, getting some laughs, chuckles, gags, guffaws, chortles, if you're digging the show, folks, please help my black ass out. Share me with a friend. Sharing's caring, folks. You know it truly is. Just a leftover gag from some uh, bit I used to do as a stand-up comic. I had this little bit where like um, something like I, I insulted a duck. Or no, I saw a duck get insulted once, right? So like this like crazy hunter dude, you know, fucking Duck Dynasty type motherfucker. Big beard, belly, the whole thing. I guess I was like working with him at a construction site and... Uh, he was a nice fella. Actually, he didn't really have a gut or anything. He, but he did look kind of like like an outdoorsman. You know, just kind of like a sturdy country boy. Pretty nice dude. Aside from he was like a menace to ducks. Like he was like throwing rocks at ducks. He was like trying to kill these ducks, right? We're like working at this construction site down by the airport. Or no, it was down by like the lake shore in Toronto, Canada. So anyway, anyways, we're down by the lakefront work on this construction site or something. And this dude was like throwing rocks at ducks, right? He was like trying to murder a duck and he had like a duck whistle, right? And he'd like sneak up to the duck, right? And he'd be like... And the duck was like... Then the... The, the hillbilly was like. <coughs> the duck's like. <coughs> I was like. That duck was insulted. He was pure insulted. He's like. You know, and it was struck me as kind of odd. Like, I've never seen a duck get insulted. So I came up with this little gag, you know, like I came up with like a bit. So like I took it to stage, right? And I was like, I was trying to find a duck whistle, like an affordable duck whistle. And them, them motherfuckers are like oysters or truffles or like fucking OnlyFans fart in a jar. Like those things are expensive. Like, you know, a duck whistle like a time-tested and true bona fide duck whistle is like 60 bucks or something, right? So I was trying to find a duck whistle like within like the $20 range. Couldn't seem to find one. So I was like, well, what if I just like imitate a duck whistle? So like I went to the dollar store and I bought some of these like party streamer whistles. <coughs> you know? So like I, then I'd go on stage and I'd do my little duck bit, you know, hey, you know, I saw this duck getting salted, you know, there was this, like, there was like this hick hillbilly dude, like trying to stone him to death, right? And he sneaks up on the duck and he's like, <coughs> and the duck's like, <coughs> you know, and I was pretending to be a duck. I mean, you would have had to be there, you know, it was actually, actually, that's what, that's on my like bucket list of jokes. Like, I know that joke can work. 
the audience just sucked dick. I mean, it was one of those dead comic rooms, you know? It was like, you know those comedy rooms that are like, well, I don't know, unless you're a comic. Sometimes you go to like these open mics and uh, it's nothing but like disgruntled comedians, shitty ones at that. And, uh, you know, you go in there and nobody's paying attention to anybody. Everybody's like cynical, self-interested. So I couldn't really get a good read on the joke, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, folks, this duck bit's got wings. <laughs> Anyways, uh, happy 200th episode of Jonathan, Jonathan, pronounced Jonathan, Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast. Happy 200th episode to, uh, I don't know, me, me and you. Thank you for viewing, folks. <laughs> Thank you for your viewership and your listenership. I'm telling you. Sure drums up a whole lot of memories as I reflect upon this monumental moment in JR2P history. 200 episodes. Truth be told, we should be on episode like 211. But I got hot and heavy on the trail of my uh, performing and filmmaking career. 2021 was a blessing. For me. And I hope to extend that to you and y'all, you and yours out there. I hope you've been able to grab the reins of your uh, existence, the blessings of your life, and move forward in these trying times. So, a little bit of a recap, um, a little bit of a flashback um, for any of y'all drug addicts out there. A little flashback on um, JR the P, Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast. Um, Briefly put, back in like, you know, 2016, moving into 2017, even prior to that, I've always loved radio dramas. You know, like those old school, you know, the CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Boom, boom, boom. I'm E.G. Marshall. You know, like, I used to love, like, the CBS Radio Mystery Theater, suspense, um, just classic radio dramas. Um, you know, gumshoe detective Sam Spade. You know, all that, like, stuff from, like, the 40s, the Golden age of radio, classic radio. I loved that stuff growing up. I was a poor youngster. You know, a lot of times we didn't have cable television. We're moving a lot. Didn't have furniture. You know, the whole fucking sob story. And, but usually we could scrounge up a radio. You know, some shitty alarm clock radio. Barely even worked, but you can dial in the AM. And you could listen to all these like classic radio pieces. So I grew up loving those. And then like into the, you know, modern times, you know, like into like, you know, podcasting, you know, I was really going through it. Now, I'm not going to bore you to death with my trials and tribulations, even though they are quite funny, fetching and entertaining. Hence, Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast. I'm not going to drum up these fucking horror stories on this episode. On our 200th episode. I don't want to like, you know, cry after I record this. But suffice to say, I was really going through it back in like, you know, 2016. You know, I was drinking, having trouble with my acting, stand-up comedy career. Just, you know, real dark moment for the Empire. sounded much like the drug addicts that are screaming in my hallway right at the moment. I don't know if you guys heard that. But like, you know, when you're an angry, turned out person, turned away from God, turned away from your fellow man, just, it's a bleak existence. And one of my saving graces during that time was like, um, podcasts. You know, I could wake up shit-faced, you know, hungover still drunk from the night before. And, you know, I could download a podcast on my shitty 
you know, pay as you go, fucking Android cell phone. Everybody had an iPhone. Everybody had 20 gigs of fucking four band, whatever the bumbleclut, bloodclot, fuck fucking internet. Everybody had something better than Jonathan. You know, I'd download a podcast on my broken down, you know, $100 Android cell phone. You know, I'd go over to McDonald's hungover in the morning. You know, I'm smoking a cigarette out front, you know. <laughs> you know, I'll flick my cigarette, go into McDonald's, you know, all bleary-eyed. Oh, fuck. Order a coffee and a muffin for like $1.39, which was, you know, that was my drinking money, you know. So, really took a bite out of the old pocket, you know. Well, I'd, I'd make the sacrifice. I'd buy a muffin and a coffee for like $1.39. And, you know, while the, you know, buffoon behind the counter bumbled around and, you know, made my order. I don't know why I'm knocking them. They're usually quite uh, graceful and proficient, McDonald's employees. But anyways, while that fucking degenerate was fixing my muffin and coffee, I'd scam some McDonald's Wi-Fi, you know. You don't have to sign your life away. I promise not to use this internet for whatever reason. Yeah, I accept it, whatever, right? You accept all the fucking rigmarole, the blah, blah, blah. You know, you you hook up the Wi-Fi to the cell phone. Then I'd go and I'd download podcasts. Just to get me through my day of work, you know. Like I mentioned, I was doing construction with like hillbillies trying to stone ducks to death. Working on construction sites, lumping, laboring, you know, just legging it from fucking gig to gig as a temporary worker, you know, a real dark time for the empire, as I reflect. But anyways, there I am at McDonald's scamming Wi-Fi, you know, you got fucking homeless guys sleeping in booths, you know, and, you know, there I would be at like five o'clock in the morning downloading podcasts um jre joe rogan experience um mmpc monday morning podcast bill burr fitz dog radio greg fitzsimmons wtf mark Marin, um tiger belly bobby lee kalila gilbert that other peckerwood. <laughs> what the fuck's his name? George. <laughs> and the gang. You know what I mean? So, I, uh, you know, I'd be watching that. Listening to that. Then, like, This American Life. I'd be into that as well. You know, that's a great uh, podcast. So, you know, I'd be downloading these things. And it would really get you through a day. A day of... um just drudgery and um yeah so you know that's how it all kind of started so then I made my own eventually and um you know it was good um One moment, please. Sorry about that, folks. Um, I had to break away for a second. You saw me getting a little bit kind of 
it looked like I was like losing my train of thought, but somebody was like knocking at my door. And um, it's very sad. Um, I live in downtown Toronto, Canada. And um, sometimes in a big city, you got people just wandering in and out of apartment buildings. So it was just like some random street woman or something. She was like knocking on my door. And, you know, I poked my head out. I looked. And she's like, hey, hi, hi. I was like, wrong apartment. She goes, ah, I just closed the door. And uh, I have to admit, I was kind of annoyed when I saw her. But she seemed like a sweet, misguided soul. And as I mentioned, I, I was really going through it myself back in them days of like uh, 2016 when I was, you know, really getting into listening to podcasts and, um, you know, you know, it's a really strange thing when you kind of check out from life in a sense and your actions and whole operation is just backwards i mean i went and i opened my door just now to look to see who was knocking and it was just like i don't know the woman looked like she might have been mid to late 20s early 30s you know anywhere from like 25 to 35 she was like in that age range she was already down the hall and i look out my door and i'm like looking and she's like huh? i was like wrong apartment sorry she goes and she, she, had, she had like a a backpack that was like stuffed to the brim and she was carrying a pillow and it's just like you know what I mean sad and those podcasts really got me through it you know like just there was some sort of connectiveness you know like to hear people speak about their trials and tribulations a major one being the church of what's happening now cocksucker who's better than you alongside uncle joey and lee syatt the flying jew kick this motherfucker lee we're going deep tonight ah we're eating the stars of death kid you know like a doctor, like a soldier, you know? Uncle Joey, go listening to him and his tri tri trials and tribulations, you know? You know, and when you're really going through it, you know? Connectivity can really help, you know? Now, granted... You know, that was then, this is now, at the present moment, I can't stand talking to people or being around them for that matter. <laughs> but, you know, connectivity. <laughs> it really, it really, um, you know, does wonders to the afflicted soul. You know, you're not, we're not alone. And that's hopefully the value that J.R. the P can add. You know, some... Laugh, chuckles, gags, guffaws, interesting conversation, you know? I try to spice it up a little bit with the audio plays. Do check it out on my YouTube channel, you know? Jonathan Ramtran on YouTube. There I post um, snippets of JR the P. And you can catch my audio plays there, you know, and... That's what we endeavor to do here, you know, interesting conversation, um, audio plays, discussion on current events, the times of the times, entertainment, and you know, what's new and what's new and brewing with my uh, performing career as an actor, stand-up comedian, filmmaker, podcaster extraordinaire. So yeah, thank you very much for tuning into this episode of Jonathan Ramchand, the podcast. 
episode 200. And, you know, it was quite fitting that that, that, uh, that lady knocked on my door. You know what I mean? Like, whoever she was, God bless her. One of the major insights of late that I've been shown and what's been revealed to me, having been going through this podcasting endeavor, is I've been on a high horse. When you're up on a high horse, you're disconnected from your fellow man, your fellow woman. You're just judgmental. And what's so ugly about judgmental without just sounding trite or facetious or politically correct? What's so ugly about judgmental judgment is that... um, It cuts you off from your fellow man. It makes you judge a person unfairly. You don't know them. You don't know their soul. I mean, you can discern. You can look at their actions and be like, no, that's not how I would live my life. But to judge, who are we to judge? He who has no judgment cast the first stone. Something along those lines, right? Who are we to judge another person's being? We can discern. We can say, hey, I wouldn't do things quite that way. And maybe that's not for me. Maybe I should distance myself. But who are we to judge? And also in judging others, the truth is that we are the biggest judges of ourselves. Everything I do is shit. Diddly dumb, diddly do. We're always constantly judging ourselves and comparing ourselves to the world. And it's like you become stagnant. You become stagnant in that judgment of yourself and your fellow man. They're never good enough. You're not, never good enough. Nothing's ever good enough. There's this, there's this arbitrary standard to which we hold ourselves and others. And as I am a God-fearing man, I believe in God, we have to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Do unto others as we will have done unto us. And there's no room for love in that type of judgment. And, you know, it's kind of fitting that that lady knocked on my door here because you know it's easy to just like look at a person and dismiss them and now I'm not saying that what she did wasn't retarded because it was I mean she's wandering around an apartment building knocking on doors absolutely retarded but all I have to do is see that and not judge her for it because I'm exactly the same way. I, I know that that's wrong behavior and I would never want to do that. But I don't have to judge her for it. As a matter of fact, I recall a time when I was like 18 years old, 17 or 18 years old. I was at a New Year's Eve party and I randomly showed up at this New Year's Eve party and no one there particularly, or the friends I had shown up with, I think they wound up going on to other parties or something. So I was kind of, I, I it kind of, my night wound down with me being at this party, but pretty much alone. I didn't know anybody. And it's New Year's Eve. I mean, most people kind of want to be with their friends. They're not really, who knows what people want, but I was very uncomfortable. I'm just there by myself. I don't know anybody. And so I remember I remember leaving that party and just walking through the streets back home 
by myself on New Year's Eve. And I remember I heard all this raucous rock and roll, all this, you know, hoodly do, hupty do in this apartment building. So I was like, hey, maybe I can get into this party. And I go into the building and I knock on the door and they're like, who is it? I'm like, oh, it's John. They're like, oh, yeah. And they open the door and they're like, John. And I go in. They're like, who are you here for? And it was like just a couple people. It was like this dude and this chick. They're just like staring at me and I'm I'm standing there in their apartment building, in their apartment. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm John. I'm here for the party. Oh, and it was like awkward. I'm just like standing in these strangers apartment it's really mental when you think about it like i just walked into an apartment building knocked on a door and said hey it's john and they let me in there i am standing in their fucking foyer half in the bag you know i was like you guys got a light you know fucking 18 years old 17 years old uh yeah i was still in high school so i was like i was like 16 or 17 and they're just like staring at me then i'm like oh i think i got the wrong apartment then i just turn around and i leave then i hear they like lock the door right behind me you know what i mean so what if i sit in judgment of that lady who just knocked on my door nonsensically you know she's just roaming the hallways of some apartment building knocking on doors and, you know, it, 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 it momentarily disrupted me. I had to stop the podcast. I had to go look to see what the hell that was all about and come back. It, it was of a minor disruption to me. But who am I to judge her for it? Because I am the same person. I'm not there today. And I'm a person with faults. I see what what she's doing as just a very negative, destructive thing to do. I mean, she looked completely out of it. You know, she was out of it. Turned away from herself, her fellow man, probably God. But I don't know that woman's soul. I don't know that woman's heart. I don't have to judge her for it. I just let it be. I also talk about like dicks and pussies and, you know, fart jokes and shit. You know, waka waka, you know what I mean? But, you know, every now and then you do have to, you know, confront um, your inner being. And um, definitely don't shy away from that here at JR the P. And it's that inner reflection and redemption and that struggle that really drew me to podcasting to begin with in some of those um, great shows that I mentioned. You know, just the struggle and the redemption and the connecting quality of that medium, podcasting, word. Quick sip of water, folks. Don't mind me, boss. So yeah, moving forward, I've recently started my own production company, Noi Productions, a production company where I get to wet my beak, so to speak, skits, scats, skadoodle, the whole kit and caboodle, documentary, feature film, web series, you know. The whole enchilada, Noi Productions. Now I've been really going through it in a good way, learning things, growing, you know, busted my hump in 2021, getting this motherfucker off the ground, you know? Now what I can say, and um, what I'm very happy to say, hallelujah, I've completed, with the help of some very talented people, my first production with Noi Productions. 
semi-complete. We're like down to the nitty gritty in the editing phase. So I shall have something to show y'all very soon. Very excited to do so as well. What a blessing. And um, some great work. And um, I'm very happy with it. And it's inspiring to me. And I hope it can serve as an inspiration to my dear listeners and viewers. You know? Um, you know, you just got to grab life by the short and curlies and go after it. Now, I'm not going to say it doesn't get scary. Sometimes it does. But then it's also quite mind-boggling how simple it is. When you just, you know, harness your skills, crafts, talents, channel them, and <laughs> go after it. Like it actually blows my mind. Everything worked out as it should. Everything that will be, will be. Que sera, sera. Anything will be, will be. What will be, will be. You know what I mean? Que sera, sera. Soldier. And, uh, fuck, ain't that the truth? God was with me on that one. He was with us. Yeah. And I extend that to y'all, you know? Grab that life for them short and curlies, you know? And walk in the light. Yeah. Um... You know, what's going on with me towards the end of the year here? As I mentioned, um, I would very much like to um, uh, uh, What was it? Oh yeah, I've been having these um, Well yeah, first of all um, I'm going to get that uh, production Noi Productions, our first production It's going to be Hot off the press, you know, quite shortly. And um, I've been working on some sessions. I call them sessions. It's like when I kick back and, um, you know, it's different than like a comedic writing session. Like as a comic, sometimes you might have a comedic writing session where you, um, you know, sit down. And just kind of brainstorm some jokes or punch up a premise. Like, let's say you have a premise for a joke. Like, you know, what the hell is it with doorstops? Don't you think they could have figured out something by now that can work equally as good as a doorstop? I don't know if that's a particularly good premise. But, you know, let's say you take a premise like that and you could sit down and punch it up. Just, you know, mull it over in your head and think about it. See what you come up with. Or you could just, like I said, go from scratch. Where you just sit down and just take a ride on your free thought. Take a ride on your free thought and just see what pops up. Right? That's another way of doing it. Well, these sessions that I'm talking about differ from a comedic writing session. When I'm doing a session... For Noi Productions, in terms of a production, like a film or a web series or whatever, um, it's a little different. Not even quite sure how it's different, now that I think about it, but it is different. I guess the difference being, the end goal of any writing session as a comic is to be funny. Whereas there really is no end session. There's really no end goal when you're doing a production session, when you're coming up with ideas for like a web series or a film or something like that. Like anything goes. You know, whether it be drama, documentary, dramedy, action, 
like whatever the genre, there's really no end goal. It's just, what can I create? Whereas with comedy, the end goal has to be funny. I mean, ideally. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So, uh, you know, I've recently had a session, as I call them, coming up with some production ideas for Noi Productions. Um, you know, been going on my walks. Man, I love walks. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, you know, here we are boiling down to the end of the year. And, you know, like everyone, um, it's an effort for me to stay fit. I'm not going to say it's hard. I'm not going to say I don't enjoy it. I'm just going to say it's effort. I have to put in effort to do it. And obviously, the more effort I put in, the better results. But I wouldn't say I particularly like or dislike working out. I would just say that it's effort. And the blessing there being that if you put in the effort, it comes back to you like tenfold. That means ten times, I think. It comes back to you tenfold. You, um, you're healthier which will extend your life and extend your ability, you know? And it's just a good way to give thanks to the body that we've been given, you know? So it comes back to you. But it is effort, you know what I mean? And also you look good. And um, so that's the benefit. But, you know, here we are in the holiday season, you know, it's December 29th. I've been puttering around and, uh, you know, um, I, I really want to shift gears in my workout. So I decided, you know, we're going to focus on that in the new year. So now I've been playing a little game of cat and mouse where it's like, I'm skipping workouts. You know what I mean? I'm not really watching my diet too healthy too much. Well, I am and I'm not. It's the end of the year. You know, we have a new year coming up, new goals. So I've been letting it ride. I've been letting it slide going into the new year. You know what I mean? Coming up into the new year. But, um, you know, I've been hitting my walks anyway. I've been going on these great walks. Great way to clear the mind. And I'm definitely going to, you know, recharge for the new year. And again, I definitely extend that to anyone listening, anyone out there. As I mentioned, the benefits, um, you know, health. Body, mind, exercise, it gives back to you. And, you know, it can be as simple as walking. So that's what I've been doing lately because, you know, I'm going to have to really start getting more regimented. I'm going to really have to start pushing in my workouts. I'm going to really start have to monitoring, really have to start monitoring what I eat. You know, I've been letting it slide. So I'm going to have to really clamp down. So... Gearing up to that, I've been tape, taking it kind of easy, just going for these walks. And those are great sources of um, exercise. A source of exercise? <laughs> Is there an exercise source? It's a little weirdly said, a little strangely put. But anyway, it's, it's a great source of exercise, going for a walk. And, you know, reading, you know, been trying to finish off this book. That I've been slagging through over 2021. As I mentioned, I've been very busy with Noi Productions, and it's been a blessing. Kind of had to take a back seat on the podcast at times. Like I'm, I'm like 11 episodes behind, but I plan to catch up. Um, and also with the reading, you know, I only got around to reading. This was the I've only read two books in 2021. But hey, like I said, the blessing being I was busy with the productions, you know, so. That's the trade-off. So, those are the things that I got on my plate moving into 2022. And, um, you know, I hope that as I've been given so much listening to the great content of podcasts out there, that's hopefully what I like to impart as well here at JR the P. You know? 
hopefully a little bit of that. Put a little love in your heart. <laughs> Has been hitting y'all. And um, definitely appreciate the listenership and the viewership. And before I get out of here, you know what I mean? Your weekly, monthly, yearly, till these punk motherfuckers see clearly COVID-19 is a political weapon used to disrupt global economies and gain control for whatever nefarious reason. Bunch of mumbo jumbo, hogwash, horse feathers, hoop it up your ass, hoop it up your bumba clut, your bumba clut. You know, I'm sick of it. And, uh, you know, I've been spitting that for a hot minute. And, uh, you know, my opinion has not very much changed. You know? Still pretty much all the same statistics. 80% of people who contract it can recover without any particular treatment. It affects the elderly, the poor at health, and, um, you know, the overly obese. Children are pretty much immune to it for the most part. What's the big kerfuffle? What's the big idea? What's the big fucking hoop to do about it, you know? Type of shit that makes you sick to your stomach. People want to control you, fear monger you, browbeat you with their fears, their impulses, their worries, their neuroticies. I mean, if you're vaccinated, triple vaxxed, boosted, what the bumbleclot fuck does it matter if I get triple vaxxed or boosted or whatever? And if you want to wear triple masks on top of that, What's the big idea? Why is everyone pushing vaccines on one another? Not one another, but why, why do the vaxxed have to push vaccinations on the unvaxxed? Vax ports, you know? This whole idea of vac- vaccination certificates. What about democracy? Has this been democratically put through? Or is it not just like, the powers that be are clamping down with these authoritarian measures. And I would like to say that people are in compliance for the most part. Now, I don't have the stats on this. I don't know. This is my personal opinion. Let me say, this is my personal opinion. People are in compliance, not agreement. I would say the majority of people, from my opinion, are in compliance, not agreement. They've been browbeaten. They've been dog-fucked. They've been horse-whipped. They've been dog-dicked to death about this COVID-19 shit, type of shit that makes you sick to your stomach. And they comply. It's just a compliance. Okay, yeah, sure, whatever. All right. You want me to get a vax? Fine. You want me to get a triple vax? Fine. You want me to get boosted? Fine. You want me to wear a mask? Fine. You want me to wear two masks? Fine. Gloves? Fine. Fine. Leave me alone. Whatever I got to do to get you off my back? Fine. Ironically, it's not going to get them off your back. They're not. The end goal is to control your life. To control your life, keep you complacent, keep the money funneling to where it needs to be funneled, and have these Pillars of power control things indefinitely for whatever nefarious reason. As I mentioned, COVID-19 is a political weapon used to disrupt global economies and gain control for whatever nefarious reason. I don't know what the reason is, but it's nefarious. You know what I mean? And that's the end goal, to control you indefinitely. It's not going to stop. Four boosters, five boosters, six boosters, booster season, booster week. Booster month. Mask implants. We're going to implant a built-in mask into your respiratory system. Where's the end goal? It keeps moving. There is no end goal. It's to control you indefinitely. So... The funniest thing I saw lately was, and granted, um, after reading the fine print of this poster, I don't think it's coming from any real medical society, but it's funny what we will accept as, um, like, for example, you, you can't say anything about vax ports being undemocratic and just completely outlandish, fear-mongering and, you know, 
imposing hysteria. Like, you can't say anything like that. You'll get kicked off of social media. You'll be ostracized in your community. Yet they can put these posters up in public and people just comply with it. As I mentioned, people are in compliance, not agreement. They just go along to get along. It's not like they actually believe this horseshit. They just want the government off their fucking back and they don't realize they are the government. We the people are the government. They're not these omnipotent beings in their ivory towers making orders from afar. If you don't like the shit that these dummy morons do, we have the right to speak about it and protest about it in a democratic society. You don't just get to impose these mandates and restrictions upon us and just be like, oh, okay, I guess so. That's what the government says. We are the government. I would venture that, in my opinion, most people are complacent, not in agreement. They're too scared of losing their comfy little job. Oh, the government will take your job away if you don't get triple vaxxed. The government's going to take your house. Mortgage rates, inflation. Uh, uh, uh. They're going to fear monger you to death. And you're going to roll over in compliance. Not agreement. That's what these people are in. Compliance, not agreement. They're just scared to dog dick death. And you got to take a stand, folks. Now, I'm not saying, you know, go out and quit your job and never wear a mask and whatever. I'm just saying, you know, get your voice heard. Make your voice heard in whatever way you can. For myself, I do the podcast. I say what I say. I put it out there. And when I'm walking out in public, I don't wear a mask. Why should I? Isn't it not true that the information of the day is some people say masks work, some people say masks don't work? And the real only masks that people allege work are like the K95 masks or the N95 mask. And even then, it's not 100% because and even if you do have COVID-19, you can still be a carrier and transmit it, even if you are vaccinated, triple vaccinated, boosted. And aside from the fact that even if you are triple masked and boosted and vaccinated, you can still be a carrier, it still doesn't protect you from the fact that there's going to be an ongoing COVID-19 season along with various strains, Delta, Omicron, Omicron Delta, Delta Cron, Omicron, chromosome, like, you know, clusterfuck. Like, I mean, it's it's pretty much an indefinite um, system of fear and control coming down the pipeline. But um, just listen to it. We're the government. Trust us. We love you. Aside from the fact that we're going to take your house away and your entire livelihood, we love you. Right? <laughs> so... People are just in compliance, not agreement. And saying things like that are, oh my God, outlandish. But yet you can put out this type of fucking fake news. Check this out. I'll, I'll post a picture of this. I'm like walking down the street and um, I see this uh, ad campaign on a storefront window. Do you suffer from COVID-19 brain fog? Doctor, I suffer from brain fog. COVID-19 brain fog. COVID-19 brain fog. Have you ever... What kind of ignoramus... What kind of derelict, dilettante, ignoramus came up with that diagnosis? Brain fog? Is that a medical term? Yet these dildos can exist with impunity or without impunity. I don't know exactly the definition of impunity. It's either without repercussion or with repercussion. But anyways, these dildos are existing with it. Whatever the definition is. They could put out these fucking ads. And granted, I don't think the ad... I I don't know. I haven't... Whatever the fuck. Still. The point being. Brain fog? 
We could put that message out there. COVID-19 brain fog. As a relevant piece of societal discussion, yet we're going to throw you in the slammer if you bring up like, hey, like, should we be dosing children with COVID-19 vaccines, even though apparently they can't, for the most part, contract it and they're very healthy and no matter what you do, you're a potential carrier anyways. And vax ports, like, isn't that a bit like, um, you know, you know, dictator-like? You know, you fucking fascist? What are you clamping down on motherfuckers with vax ports for? And also, with the faith and the unfledgling belief in vaccines, what's the big deal if somebody doesn't get a vaccine? Isn't it true that if I don't get a vaccine, I am endangering myself? Isn't it true that if I'm not wearing a mask, I'm endangering myself? Seeing as no matter what you do, you can be a carrier regardless. And from the available data, COVID-19 is going to be like a ongoing reality in our society. COVID-19 season much like the flu season. Isn't it true that this is all just fear-mongering, hoop-de-doo, hoopla, mumbo-jumbo, you know, baloney type of shit that makes you sick to your stomach, folks. <laughs> you know? But hey, fuck them. Thank you very much for tuning in to the 200th episode of Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast. As I aforementioned, many things to come. Stay tuned for the latest from Noi Productions. God bless you folks. Keep rocking in the free world. Hallelujah. It's your old chuckle buddy, guess who? Jonathan James Ramtran. Reporting live from duty, for duty. On this magnificent December... 29th in the year of our Lord 2021 yes y'all yes 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 y'all JR the P 200th episode thank you Noi Productions ongoing COVID-19 hysteria keep on rocking in the free world do 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 actually he probably would hate me I think he's like a liberal fucking bleeding heart even though I like his music and I like liberals too. Keep on rocking in the free world. Fuck you, Donald Trump. Didn't him and Donald have a big fight? He'd probably hate me too. Hmm. Well, I love him anyway. That's a good tune. The show's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and my own website, jonathan-ramcharan.com. And again, as always, if you're enjoying the show, getting some laughs, chuckles, gags, guffaws, chortles, please help my black ass out. Share me with a friend. Till next time, folks. You live it. You love it. You realize it. A'ight? Peace. (laughs) 